Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, this week's message. Okay, so tonight you are in for a special treat. Last week um, at Horizon, we took our teens to teen camp, up to camp, which... um, I don't know if you can tell, it might be a shocker to you, I'm not much of a camper. However, God came, and it was amazing, and one of our youth pastors, Pastor Leanna, she gave an amazing message one morning. It was incredible. It was called The Chain Reaction, and it's incredible. And it was so good that you're going to get to hear it tonight. And so, will you just stand and welcome Pastor Leanna? And then, if you would just... Put out, reach out your hands, and we're just going to pray for her. So, God, I just thank you for Leanna. God, thank you for this word that you have given her. God, thank you that um, this word will bring change, that it will spark something in every woman here. God, I ask that her words would just fall on good soil in our hearts. Lord, I ask that you would take your words and put them in her mouth, Lord. God, I ask for a strong anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hello, His Way. I'm so glad to be here with you. I am fresh back from being with the teenagers at camp, and it was extraordinary. Uh, I love being a youth pastor. I firmly believe it's the best job on the planet, getting a chance to work with teenagers. And I believe with my whole being that when a teenager really gets rocked by Jesus, they will do extraordinary things. And so we had an opportunity to see a bunch of young people get just rocked at camp. They just, I saw the Lord touch them, and it was, he was tangible, and it was real, and um, they came home different, and they got baptized, and I saw some of them feel God for the very first time, and some of them healed, and chains broken, and oh, it's, there's just nothing like seeing God at work, because that's what he does. He does those incredible things, so I'm excited to share with you something that I shared uh, with the teens. I have a video for you. And uh, I am a visual learner, visually. So, like, when somebody tries to explain a game to me, I say things like, don't explain, let me do. Like, (laughs) I don't want the instructions, I want the doing. I cannot understand what you're saying with your words. I I need a video. So, if you're not a visual learner, I'm sorry, you'll enjoy If you are a visual learner, you will extra relate to my message. (laughs) So (laughs) it's going to be great. I'm going to show you on the screen, I'm going to show you a chain reaction. And I thought about showing you dominoes, but that's boring. And I also also need to be entertained for a certain amount of time. If you don't capture my attention for a while, see ya. So, I mean, it's got to hold my attention. So I picked a video (laughs) That imagine what it's like with my kids, because they're just small representations of me. Uh, I'm I'm very busy at home. Um, So I have a video for you. It's going to show you a chain reaction. It's going to keep you entertained. And then we're going to get into the scripture. So Pastor Ben's going to put that up for you. (laughs) That is awesome, right? When it said four days of work, I was like, oh, 
I wouldn't have lasted four minutes. <laughs> I would have been like, mm, four minutes in, I need a snack. <laughs> and I am out of here. I would have been the person that's like, more Cheetos <laughs> as, they're, as they're building all those things. There's no way I would have stuck around for that. But isn't that incredible? It's just incredible. That is a chain reaction live with all the incredible moving parts. All right, so let's go ahead. If you have your Bible, why don't you pull out your Bible? And we're going to turn to the book of John together tonight. I love the book of John. It's so good. If you have a different translation, I am reading in the New Living Translation. So if you have a different translation and it stresses you out to, like, try to figure out what it's saying and not saying and what's different, don't read it. Just listen. Because <laughs> that's me. I'm like, oh, that word's different. Oh, wait. It doesn't say that in mine. Wait. And then I missed the whole scripture. I just, it's sad. So, don't do that. Just <laughs> receive the scripture and listen if you don't have the New Living Translation. All right, so I'm in the book of John, chapter 1, and we're going to read all the way to 49. So that's a lot of verses. And if you're like me, you got to really tell yourself, I'm about to listen. And I'm, I'm about to pay attention. <laughs> so just tell yourself that deep in your heart. I'm about to listen and pay attention. All right, here we go. John chapter 1, we're starting in verse 35. The first disciples. The following day, John was standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. He said, What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come and follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. All right, that is our scripture tonight. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down our scripture for you because something I love about the Bible is it is completely applicable to our life today. It is completely applicable. There is not a season, a situation, anything that you will go through that the Bible cannot help you. 
that it cannot give you hope, that it cannot give you, there will never be anything that comes your way that the, the word of God cannot be a remedy for what is going on. And so I'm going to break this down for you because this is a chain reaction that we just read about in scripture. And it's written down for us, and I love it. So what happens is John, who knows Jesus, who is aware of who Jesus is, sees Jesus, calls Jesus out and says, that is the Messiah, the Lamb of God. Now, John has two disciples. We'll just call them friends, right? John has two friends. Can you tell I've been at teen camp because they're like disciples? (laughs) All right, so two friends, right? And they're with John. And they hear John declare who Jesus is. They see Jesus. They have a revelation. And they decide to follow Jesus. That's the first chain reaction. John declares who Jesus is. And the people that are with him decide to follow Jesus. It's amazing. And so these two men that go to be with Jesus, they go to where he's staying. Right? And then you have Andrew, the next person that is mentioned in the text. You have Andrew. And Andrew has an encounter with Jesus and experiences Jesus And all of a sudden realizes, I don't have my brother with me. I don't have my brother. So he goes and he gets his brother, Simon. And Simon meets Jesus because of Andrew. Another chain reaction. And Simon has an encounter with Jesus. And it changes him. So much so that Jesus changes his name. He becomes a completely different person. He's no longer Simon. He becomes Peter, what Jesus has named him. And you know what's so great about Peter is Peter went on to be the one that we, that founded the church that we know today. That's Peter. Because of that encounter that Peter had with Jesus, we have the church we have today. It's founded on Peter, which is incredible. And it was just one chain reaction. One. And so then you have Simon Peter, and he gets a new name. And you know what I love about Jesus is he will just sometimes just bust into your life in ways that you just, you are not ready for, you know? You, okay, so Peter has this encounter with Jesus, and Andrew has this encounter with Jesus, and Jesus is like, guess what? We're going to Galilee, your hometown. And he goes to their hometown, and what does he do? He finds somebody they know in their hometown. I just, I just, I should probably just let you all know that when Jesus comes into your life, you might just have an encounter with him. And it might just change your name. And he might just go to your hometown and bust down some doors. And find some people that you care about and just wreck their life. He might just come in and be like, I love you. And they'll just never be the same because that's what happened to Philip. So he goes, Jesus goes, and he's like, I'm going to go to your hometown. I'm going to show up at your job. I'm going to show up in your house when your kids are acting crazy and you're wondering if they need to be delivered. I am going, I'm going to show up at the grocery store. I am just going to show up, right? And so that's what he did. He went to Andrew and Peter's hometown. Next part of the chain reaction, he gets Philip. Philip probably knows these men. He knows them, right? So he gets Philip, and Philip realizes he has an encounter with Jesus. He realizes I don't have my friend with me. And so the next part of the chain reaction, Philip goes and he chases down Nathaniel. And Nathaniel has some questions. He's got some questions. And Jesus goes ahead and just busts down that wall of questions. <laughs> and he just says, I'm just going to give you a word and I'm going to call you out. and I'm going to tell you who you are. I see the gold in you. I'm going to just surprise you with what I know. 
and Nathaniel gets rocked by God and goes on to be a disciple and a follower of Jesus. Isn't the chain reaction incredible? Isn't it amazing? It was just people, ordinary people, saying yes to God, having an encounter with him, and that encounter led to somebody else having an encounter with Jesus. You know what I love about the text is it, it doesn't say that they, they knew that that was going to happen. A lot of times we don't know that a chain reaction is going to happen because of the yes we give to God. But it happens. And these men said yes to God and a chain reaction followed and then disciples were born out of that. And these men went on to change the world. They really did. Something I love about the video that you guys just watched, aside from the fact that it kept me thoroughly entertained for a minute and 45 seconds, something I like about that, are there are so many parts. There are so many parts to that video. Just so many. And I kept watching, and I'm like, man, that, wow, where, oh, where's the ball going to go? <laughs> you know, I just... Oh, the cups. Oh, there's four cups. Oh, they all fell down. Oh, look, a pencil. You know, there was just something every couple of seconds, you know. But you know, you know what I greatly appreciate about the video, though, is there were so many, um, there were so many small parts, so many small moving pieces, you know, like the random paper clip that's like, <laughs> and falls over. But if the paper clip didn't fall over, the ping pong ball wasn't go down the slidey thing into the pencil, which hits all, you know, but it's that little tiny paper clip or that one like rubber band, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just in there. <laughs> and I, I don't know that I would always notice those things because I like the basketball at the end, you know, that crashes down the things on the wall. And I liked it when the big tower of blocks fell down. But it took a lot of little tiny moving parts to get there. You know what I mean? It, it took a lot of tiny moving parts. You know, something that's really vital in a chain reaction are the small moving parts. Your yes to God, you, you choosing to say yes to God in all the small things leads to the big things. So when you decide to say yes to God in, in your day-to-day, and stuff that maybe we would never even consider as big. Like, yes, I, I'm going to love my kids and I'm going to make them breakfast. One of my things that I really don't enjoy but I do faithfully, and my husband, bless him, he also does it when he takes morning shift, is give the kids their vitamins. And it's, it's a process because they're like raw probiotics, you know, all the, all the hippie stuff I said I'd never do. I totally do now. So they're like raw probiotics and have like, broccoli and stuff in them, you know, because getting my children to eat broccoli is a, that's a joke. So I, we feed them these things and they got to be shaken up in juice because they can't just take them straight or else they'll be like, ah, you know, <laughs> they can't handle it. And it's a small thing, but it leads to a big thing, which is their health. And it really has benefited them. But I just, I, I want to challenge you to look at the small yeses that you have in your life towards God. There's going to be a lot of things that seem so small that you say yes to that lead to another small thing, that lead to another small thing, another yes, another yes, and it leads to great big things with God. The small yeses really do make up 
great big moments with the Lord. And may I just encourage you as, as moms and as you have people in your life, your small yeses are going to pave the way for your children to have great big yeses to God. They're going to see you say yes to God and yes to getting out your Bible and yes to being faithful to church and yes to loving your husbands. And they're going to see you say yes and all those things that seem small sometimes. And then all of a sudden you'll realize that your children have watched you say small yeses and they'll give a great big one. Do you know what I mean? The small ones, they they really do make up the big things. Just like in that video, the small things, they all lead up to the big the big basketball moments. The other thing I like about the video is the response time. Like I said, I need to be thoroughly entertained. You know, like, don't leave me hanging. I just keep me entertained. So I like in the video the response time where it's, it's not like, oh, the pencil thing tips over. I've got an hour. You know what I mean? It, or, oh, the cups fell. Snack time. You know, and you've got like a good 30 minutes before the next thing happens. I liked that each response was immediate. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing. That, I love that about what happened in the scripture. The disciples, it doesn't say that they had these encounters with God and then waited. They just moved. They just went. They went with Jesus. You know, Andrew, Andrew wasn't like, hmm, my brother and I didn't get along very well this morning. I just don't, I just don't know if he's, if he's going to like me. I should, maybe I'll tell him about Jesus over falafels. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, he didn't pause or like, I'm not wearing my Birkenstocks. I'm not ready for a long journey. You know, they didn't, they didn't pause, which P.S. I used to hate on those, but man, I put on a pair and I was like, wow, these are definitely Jesus sandals. So (laughs) they did, they didn't wait. There wasn't this like long response time. You know, the disciples went right away. You know what else I like that the disciples didn't do? They didn't stop and go, huh, am I worthy You know, I just don't know if I'm good enough. I don't, I don't know. What if I'm not qualified? Like, what if I go to tell my brother and I'm not qualified? Okay, what if I go to get my friend and he has a different opinion than I do and I just, I can't go, I can't go. You know, I just love that these men were fearless. And Pastor Linda taught us in ministry school that the Bible is not full of exceptions, The Bible is full of examples, meaning these men were fearless, and so you too are fearless. You really can be. These men are not just extraordinary men that will never never be anything like. That's that's not what the Bible is full of. It's just full of examples. And so they didn't didn't question their worthiness or whether God was going to be faithful or even if Jesus was who he said he was. They didn't. They They just went. They went right away, and, and their encounter with God, their, their yes to following God, it led to somebody else saying yes. And it led to somebody else saying yes. And it led to somebody else saying yes. 
and over and over and over. Their response and their, their, their engaging with Jesus, it led to somebody else doing the exact same thing. And I felt like as, as I was preparing this message and, and I was thinking about you guys all day today, and I, just, I was just asking the Lord to stir up a yes in your heart, to live in that place of being willing to say yes. That was another thing, a crucial thing that we learned in ministry school was live with a yes in your heart. Before God even asks, live with a yes in your heart. Live with it. And so I was asking God today, I was like, Lord, Lord, stir up a yes in our hearts. Stir up a willingness to move and to respond when you want to encounter us and and know that every time we say yes to you and every time we engage with an encounter with Jesus, it is not just about us personally, but it has a corporate effect. When we engage with God and we say yes to him, even the small yeses, it has a chain reaction. And it will affect something and someone. And it will open a door for somebody else to say yes to Jesus. Your yes to God is so vital. It is so important. Don't ever downplay your encounters with God. Don't ever downplay the yes that you give him. Even if it seems insignificant. It is a big deal. Just like in that video. It's a big deal and it leads to big deals. The last thing that I want to point out is there are characters in every story. And there are quite a few in this one. And I like that because I like choices. Not too many, but enough. I like, I like enough choices. Like in and out is a good amount of choices. There, Disneyland is really overwhelming. <laughs> like every shop, I'm like, I how do I choose? My kids are like, Mom, how do I pick anything? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask your dad for 20. I just, I don't know how you pick one souvenir at Disneyland. I don't know. You just take all of Disneyland with you. So there are plenty of choices for who you can be in this story. For instance, John. John knew Jesus and knew who Jesus was his whole life. And some of you have known Jesus your whole life. And there is a call of God on you to be able to be around other people and to call out who Jesus is and what he does. And it's going to cause people to respond to that. There are going to be people around you that need you to say, this is the Messiah. This is who saves. This is who heals. This is who restores. You will have people around you that will say, my marriage is falling apart. And you will say, look, the Messiah. And they will see Jesus and they will have an encounter with him. And it will change their life. And for some of you, that's you. And that's who you are. And you can feel God resting on you right now. You can feel God saying to you, that is you. And that is who you are. And that is a call on your life. Some of you are Andrew. You have an encounter with God, and immediately God shows you there is somebody in your family. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your grandparents. or There is somebody in your family. There is somebody close to you that you go, they have to be with me in this journey. 
they have to be with me in this journey. I was, I was on Instagram, and I had seen some people from the father's house, and it was so cool. They'd shared on their Instagram that um, some of the main pastors, one of their uncles, was getting baptized, and they had been praying for him to come to Jesus for 20 years. And he got baptized and gave his life to Jesus. And I mean, like, all the people are back there, and they're, like, sobbing. And I'm over here on my Instagram, like, oh, you know. I mean, it was just so, it's so, some of you are Andrew. And some of you have people that you know need to be with you in eternity. You know it. And so you are just driven by the encounter that you've had with God to go get that family member, whoever, whoever they are. And then some of you are Peter. And some of you are going to have an encounter with Jesus, and you are going to get a new name. You are going to get a new identity. Perhaps you have been something else your entire life, but Jesus is saying, no, this is who you are. And you will encounter Jesus, and you will get a new identity, and he will use you in your identity with Jesus to build the kingdom of God. He will use you to do that. And some of you, he's going to speak to you even this very night, and he's going to start to tell you who you are. And when God tells you who you are, oh, it does something for you. It becomes this sure foundation underneath you because it's not everything else telling you who you are. It's Jesus telling you who you are. How about the next one, Philip? Philip goes, I have a friend. Some of you have friends. Some of you have coworkers. Some of you have people that are dear to you that you are just going to go chase down. And say, hey, <laughs> you, you need Jesus. And you, I mean, you really need him. <laughs> and you're just going to, you're going to grab him. And you're going to show him Jesus. And it's going to change their life. We all have that friend. Or maybe you were that friend and they chased you down and that's fine. And that means you're Nathaniel. And you encounter Jesus and Jesus sees you and he calls out the gold and he sees who you are even before you see who you are. And it's so good. And it, and it does something inside of you. And you follow Jesus for the rest of your life. There is somebody in this story that relates to you. There is somebody. Because there are multiple people in this story that relate to me. There is somebody that relates to you. And somebody that is counting on your yes to God. Somebody is counting on it. You know, it's interesting. I just, and I said it before, these these men didn't know that their life was going to have this kind of impact. And maybe some of you in this room don't know what kind of impact your life is supposed to have. But it has great impact. I just fully believe that every believer, every person that loves Jesus and has a relationship with him was born to have a chain reaction come from their life. That's how we reach the whole planet. Sometimes we wonder, like, how is everybody going to get saved? How are we all going to hear about it? I mean, come on. We've all wondered about that. Like, that's, I get that question from the teenagers all the time. Like, what about the people that are in, like, the farthest regions that won't get to hear about Jesus, right? You know? I get that question a lot. And I'm like, wow, that is deep. I'm ready for that. Um, but I, if, you, if you think about it, if the chain reaction of one person it has all these other reactions, right? Your life has countless opportunity to encounter somebody else for Jesus. Your life has so much opportunity. It's, it's truly how the gospel makes its way around the planet. 
It really is because everybody's life is a chain reaction. Your yes to God, your encounters with him matter, not just for you, but they matter for the body of Christ as a whole, for people that don't know Jesus. I would like, I would like to share with you a little bit of my backstory. Everybody, everybody likes backstory, right? You like to know a little bit. I mean, like, not a ton of my backstory. You don't need to know all my secrets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'll, share, I'll share with you, like, a little bit. So when I, was, when I was 13, I went to a conference called Acquire the Fire. Does anybody in this room? Oh, good. Some of you are like, I'm still on fire. It's just so good, right? I still, I still hear some of the music from that time, and I'm like, oh, it just, you know, it's, like, so sentimental for me. Um, but I went as a 13-year-old, and I just, I'll be so honest. I mean, it sounds, I mean, like, you're looking at my life, and you're probably like, she's a youth pastor. Of course she would go to conferences. Let's just be real. This, this is his way. We could be real, right? I'm super honest. I did not go to that conference for Jesus. <laughs> I went because there was a boy <laughs> at the conference, and I was like, oh, he's going. I'm going to be alone with him for three days, you know? And so, look, I, there's probably a mom in this room that has a teenager, and you are thinking, like, all hope is lost. No way, man. No hope is lost. You are looking at somebody who went on a conference because the boy was cute. And, you know, I, look, I, as a youth pastor, I am not above using anything to get a young person in the house of God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you think the girls at our youth group are pretty? Come on. <laughs> you know, they come in the door and they're like, I'm going to get a date. And they get saved. I mean, I am okay with that. Right? We are okay with that. And that's what happened to me. <laughs> I went on this conference and I was like, I'm going to get a boyfriend. And I got a call on my life. That's, that's what I came home with. So I say this in all seriousness, though. I do. I say this in all seriousness. Some of you, please don't lose heart for your teenagers. Don't lose heart. They may seem so far off, but I know that my mom prayed for me. She prayed for me so much, and she probably knew that I was going on this trip for a boy, and she was like, oh, Jesus, please. <laughs> please speak to my back-talking 13-year-old, please. Please speak to her and get a hold of her life. So please don't lose heart. Keep praying for your kids. Keep praying for maybe maybe it's a toddler. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but just always pray. Pray always in everything. And so I went on this, this trip for this boy, and I went and I had a good youth leader. I, she was, she stuck to me like glue. And she saw me and she was like, I know what you're about. <laughs> you know, like some of our leaders, we say, we're like, mm -mm, you're not going around the back. You know what I mean? Like we just, she was good to me. She kept an eye out on me. And I remember we were in one of the last sessions of the conference and I wanted to go stand by the boy that I went with and she was like mm -mm, sit by me I mean like I <laughs> you you know you know the eye roll you know with the, like the neck bob I mean I might have to go see the chiropractor if I try too hard but I mean like you know it's like I mean you wonder sometimes if they're manifesting I don't know so that that was me I was giving her that like you know that eye roll I was so irritated. I was like, oh, I'll sit by you. Ugh, ew. I was just so done. 
And uh, she made me sit there, and worship started. And you know when it's like, when you come in with an attitude. <laughs> and I mean, like, look, you may not be a teenager, but we all got attitudes. <laughs> we come into God's house with, right? So we come in, and we're, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I just got to step in my youth later. And then <laughs> the worship starts, and then you know where you can kind of feel the Lord, and you're like, <laughs> you know? And you're like, shh, don't speak to me. You know, just let me keep my, <laughs> let me keep my junk, please. Let me keep my funky attitude. And I was in there and I was like, oh, and then the worship music kept going. That was the year that like, here I am to worship came out and it got like super big. Do you guys remember that? Oh, mm, so good. And uh, they started singing that here I am to worship. And I remember I was sitting there and I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was determined that my youth leader would not see me raise my hand. I was like, <laughs> I hope she thinks I still have a bad attitude. And uh, I, I could just feel the Lord touching me. And then all of a sudden they, they like gave a call for people to come forward. And you know that feeling you get on the inside? Maybe you haven't gotten it. I just, I just, I bless you with the ability to feel God, to just feel that tug on your heart. I just, I bless you with that. You can't hear God. And uh, I, I could feel him tugging on my heart and just that, like, is he talking to me? Oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> you know? Oh, he's talking to me. He's speaking to me. And uh, I felt like I was supposed to go forward, but I was like, mm-mm. I'm, I am not going. You know? Like, maybe it's the devil. Like, I don't, you know? You just, <laughs> all these excuses. Oh, I just have to be. You just, you never know what it could be. But God bless my youth leader who was faithful to hear from the Lord. And she turns to me and she says, you need to do it. You need to go. And you know where somebody like gives you a word and you're either like, oh, God is real. Or you're like, oh, how do you know that? You know? And I was more of the latter, <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, can you see my sin? You know, like I just... Yes, she could see my sin. And uh, <laughs> so then all of a sudden I was like, okay, you know, and then I get up. And because it was in, like, um, the Sacramento Stadium or whatever, it, I mean, the floors are dirty. So I get, I get in there, and I'm like, <sighs> and, of course, I have to lean on the stairs. So then it's like, there's gum, you know, but just faithful to do it anyway. You get down on the dirty stairs and you're like, oh, I've touched 40,000 other people's spit. Like, it's just something else. And so I was faithful to get down. I, you don't need a mission strip. Just go kneel on a stadium floor. And um, so I, I go and I kneel on the floor and I just, I feel God begin to speak to me. And then I felt him tell me, put your hand on the girl in front of you. And I was like, what? No, she is 16 and way cooler than me. You know, she's got to be like at least, at least in high school. And I was so little, but I don't know, just something inside. It was like a small yes. You know, it was a small yes. And I said, okay. And I did that small yes. And I put my hand on her back and the Lord just began to download into me what he wanted me to do with my life. And he said that I would be in ministry. And he said that I would speak to teenagers. And he said that I would preach and I would sing and I would do all these things. And I just remember being completely blown away 
how God met me in that time in my life, and he took a very small yes from a very not brave girl, and he said, I'm going to use you. You know, I had no, women, I had no idea that my yes was going to lead to being a youth pastor someday. I had no idea that that my yes was going to mean that I got the greatest privilege of serving Jesus in ministry and seeing lives changed for the glory of God. I had no I had no idea. Sometimes we have no idea about our yes. Your yes matters. Your yes and Perhaps you are not a 13-year-old girl kneeling on the dirty stadium steps saying yes to Jesus. But perhaps you were like me many times after that, and I had an opportunity to say yes. You know, there, I remember when I came to Horizon Christian Church, I was 17 years old. I am turning 30 this year, people. I was, <laughs> I know, I just, it's beautiful. I was 30, flirty, and thriving, <laughs> so... I can't. I can't. I'm just kidding. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So I came here when I was 17, 17, a senior in high school, super short hair, all kinds of like crazy highlights and hyped up for Jesus. And I came here, you know, there were so many his ways that I sat and I listened to Pastor Linda's teaching and I listened to Pastor Tamara teach, and I listened to the worship, and I surrounded myself in a community of women who love Jesus, and there were so many nights that the Lord gave me an opportunity to say yes to God. So many nights, just like this one, where I sat in my seat, and there was something presented to me that sometimes, oftentimes scared me, and it was out of my box, and it was not my norm, but I could feel that tug in my spirit to say yes to God, just like many of you do. And I would say yes to him. There will be countless opportunities. A lot of times we don't, we don't think about it on Sunday morning, but there were so many Sunday mornings for me that I came to the house of God and I said yes to him and something extraordinary happened to me. And it seemed so small. I'll never forget the time. Do you guys mind me telling you stories? We're, we're wrapping up in just a couple of minutes. But I'll never forget the time when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Ari, who I love. She's great. She's so good. And um, I was pregnant with Ari, and something happened to me while I was pregnant. I tweaked my neck in kind of a really weird way, and I, I was really hurting. I'd been to the chiropractor, like, multiple times, and just nothing was helping. And the nerve pain was so bad that I couldn't, um, I couldn't lift my arm, like, past this point. And it was, like, heating pads and as much ibuprofen as I could take while I was pregnant. And so many tears. And we're talking, like, going on, like, three nights of no sleep just because there was no position I could get in where the pain wasn't, like, excruciating. And uh, Josh, my husband, he went to go to church that morning at um, Horizon. And he got up, and he went to go to church, and I was so sad because I love church. I love, I love when the people of God can get together and experience his presence together corporately. It is unique, and there is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. 
So don't believe it when people tell you, I just meet with God by myself in my living room. That is great. Do that every day, except for the other days where you can meet with people corporately. So, um, just sorry, if you're offended, go ahead and just forgive me. Just forgive me. Um, so I was sitting there and I was sad because I was missing church and I was like, man, I love church. Uh, y'all, I even love church bringing all four of my kids. I mean, like, it is crazy getting four small people out the door, but I love that they're here, and I love that they get to be in God's house, and I just, there's something special about the house of God. And so I thought, I just want to go, and I can't. I'm hurting so bad, and I especially can't go because I can't do my hair. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, come on, let's be real. We care about that stuff. I, I couldn't, like, lift my hand to, like, do my makeup and all that kind of stuff, and I was like, I can't go. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, go to the house of God. You will be made well. And it was an opportunity for a very small yes. Doesn't seem big, right? Just, am I going to say yes? And so I was like, okay. It took me a long time to get ready. I got there late. We're talking three songs into the worship set. I got there late and I walked in and I felt the Lord say, lift your hands. And it was another small yes. And I was like, lift my hands. Okay. This is as far as I can lift my hands currently. And I felt him say, lift your hands. And I said, yes. Another small yes. And I lifted my hands. And as soon as I put my hands in the air, all the pain, boom, left my body. Immediately. Immediately. But you know what's crazy about those yeses? Those didn't just impact my life. You know, I've told my daughter that that happened to me later. You know, because because I said yes to God in certain circumstances in my life, and I watched God move in miraculous ways for me, it has paved the way for my kids to believe in miracles. When you, when you say yes to God, it will, it will open the door for people in your life to see the miraculous. It really will. As you say yes to God in all kinds of different ways, your yes is important. Your yes to forgiving somebody. And it may not look big, but it opens a door somewhere, somehow, for someone. And it allows forgiveness to come in their life, and then their life, and then their life. And it's a chain reaction of forgiveness. And it stomps out the devil of offense. (laughs) You know what I mean? When you say yes to God to believe for healing and then there's a chain reaction and you tell somebody about your miracle and their faith soars and they get a miracle and they get a miracle and they get a miracle because faith is high. But it was your yes to get up and go to the house of God. Tonight, I just want to take a minute. Will you go to the keys? Thanks, Pastor Tamara. I just want to take a minute. I want to give you like 60 seconds to sit with God. I wish we had the time we had at camp. You know, when I preached this message to the teenagers at camp, they had like 30 minutes to just like sit, you know, with God, which is so great about camp. If you've ever wondered if you should send a kid to camp, do it. But I just want to give you 60 seconds, and I believe that God can jam pack in 60 seconds what he did for our teenagers in a whole session. But I want to give you an opportunity to sit with God's presence. I I want to pray over you to have a yes in your spirit to God. Just to carry that yes so that there can be so many chain reactions from your life that that are going to affect people that maybe you don't even know. 
sometimes I feel like we discount ourselves and we feel like we're really insignificant and that's not what God sees. God values your yes and he, he values your moments in your day and he, he values it. And so right here, right now in this moment, in this place, would you just give your heart to God? Would you be brave enough to say that you'll carry a yes in your heart for God? A yes to whatever he says and wherever he says to go and whatever he says to do. We want to be people who say yes and cause chain reactions of power and healing and miracles and hope that people will come to know Jesus, the Messiah, the one who saves. So Lord, see our hearts tonight. See our hearts tonight in this place, in this, this moment, this holy moment. God, we just, we offer our hearts to you. You can have our lives. You can have your way. We say yes. I believe that the Holy Spirit is showing some of you a specific area where he is calling you to say yes. And so, Lord, we say yes. We say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to you. Take our yes and take our moments that we encounter you use them for everything you want God have everything that you want from our lives everything you want from my life from our children from our families from our friends have everything that you want and use us to do it Lord even if it's scary use us we give you our whole hearts our whole lives for all of our days we will serve you we will love you with everything in us. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Women of God, we have an incredible prayer team that is here to pray for you. And if you want extra boldness and courage and need some help saying yes, because sometimes we do, um, come forward. Come get prayer. If you need healing in your body, please have somebody lay hands on you and get a miracle tonight. It's been an honor to speak to you and a joy. So come and get prayer. If you have children, thank you. If you have children, go ahead and come first and cut everybody else in line. I have kids. And come get prayer. And we will see you in August for another amazing His Way.